What's the theory that shook the world of science the most? During the 1950s, Marie Tharp did a research and proved a hitherto very controversial theory that continents drift apart and have shaped the world we live on. Welcome. When I was. To two-thirds focused. I knew that was coming. You I'm Rasmus. And I'm Red. And I'm Jan. And I'm already confused. <laughs> well, welcome, Leo. This is welcome. The... <laughs> Hi, Leo. Welcome, Leo. How are Remember, you? Remember, you are hey. always free to run away if you want. No. You're no, here no. of your own I... free will. No, you can't. You can't anymore. You're, you're trapped for oh, at least okay. an hour. Never mind. How are you? Tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I've been trying to recover from the last weekend because I actually was at a show that I took part of that was in Dresden, the Bespoke. It's a show for hand-built bicycles and I was able to show some bags there. And that was wonderful, but also super exhausting because shows are exhausting. Yeah. I needed the the rest of the week to recover to be able to travel tomorrow to spend time with yet more people this weekend. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We just think it's going to be good. Yeah, it will be good. I just needed some time alone so I could spend time <laughs> with you. <laughs> Not because of you, but because of people in general. Oh, yeah. so, we'll, we'll get you. Kind of for the people at home, though. You're the one who made me that custom bag to carry all of my stickers around. <laughs> and I think that deserves a proper mentioning because that bag is fucking fantastic. Thank you, Leo. For the <laughs> trade, trade, I got one <clears> of <throat> Which is ah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Jan? Do you have your Leo bag? Not yet. This is <laughs> wink, wink. Exactly. I need I need to get the right camera to fit that bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Sorry, that took me a second. But yeah, you need you're talking about actually having Leo make a proper camera bag for you to fit. I I, I mentioned it to Leo before, yeah. Oh, cool. But yeah, this is something where I said it's like I have to see. I have to find the camera that I want, and then I want the special bag for that mm. camera. And yes, I would like to be the other person to do it. Wonderful. I love it when peer pressure works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but, us. That's, well, how, okay. that's how I got into the show in the first place, because the person I was exhibit, exhibiting with was my former workshop neighbor. He's ah. a frame builder, ah, okay. and he asked me to make a custom bag for one of his exhibition bag bikes and that i think already last year or something and when it was clear that the exhibition was coming to germany then it was clear i was making the bag and then he at some point said oh i will have some wall wall space and invited me to come along and show some other bags too and so yeah. i was half officially there and that's I really that's cool. Not yeah, yeah we, we, I saw that in your story. I think it was at Cube One and like in front of the, like mm -hmm. the steering, what it's called, handles, the handlebar. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the Cube One. That's, yeah, the, the, the thing I'm a jig. Yeah, no, it's, it looked awesome. Kind of like a yeah. little bit industrial looking. Yeah, it's a really classical shape of bike and a classical shape of back mm -hmm. too. And it's both, both called, and it's like a, a type of race, very long distance type of racing. And I think they've started doing it ever since they were bicycles, basically. And the bag shape okay. hasn't changed that much. 
and the point was making a bag that kind of had this classic shape but with modern materials very nice uh, but for the people at home that don't know you what <laughs> is a leo or should i ask what is a grundfunkel yeah it's both the same so um, <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> i'm a mostly textile based maker i'm a tailor fashion designer bag maker yeah i have a very thorough textile and fashion education and have at some point turned to making bags and that's my main focus and then i dabble in workwear a little bit mostly for bodies that don't exist in a regular workwear setting that much because there's not not as much for women or for people that just don't fit into the regular yeah regular uh, shapes as it were yeah regular shapes or that are just have different needs to workwear yeah yeah the whole world of fabrics is so very foreign to me because <laughs> I, I i have never really done any of it and to me it's like this really weird soft world where you can just add things together and then you can wear it and it kind of looks cool but i, I have no idea about sort of the world. steps <laughs> yeah but I, I have no idea what sort of in any of the steps in between like uh, after talking to you for a while and a couple of other friends of ours like yeah i'm starting to get more of an understanding of it but still it's very nearly magical to me do you Leo, do you work with leather a little bit as well not very much i've done a tiny little bit like i've done a case for a pointy stabby thing once yeah. and yeah. something for a <laughs> for a, for a knife but, but other than that i haven't yet because i can't in my business i can't really sell anything made of leather because of german trade regulations uh, so okay. i haven't really gotten into okay. like I, at some point i thought i had to get leather tools and then i stopped myself so i have some very basic stuff and i could make basic things but yeah it's a deep rabbit hole and it gets very expensive yeah. very quickly so you did you did well it was the smart smart <laughs> red you didn't tell me that no because 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 <laughs> because, one of, because us, one of us exactly because you enjoy seeing me suffering and buying new tools maybe no no i bought that i bought that tool over ebay yeah yeah no that's shit like i give you a link to a good one. Oh, that's a good holy shit is that expensive yeah as i said it very expensive before. no but basic tools works as well it, it really depends if you want to get into it you you can spend a lot of money but you don't have to to just get started but yeah, that's a whole different topic. I have a question. You, you mentioned that you make a lot of bags and you said you were working with different materials. Can you explain a little bit what, what's, what are those different materials that you're using? Well, if I use, like I, I work with new materials and recycled materials and the new materials are mostly technical textiles. So they mm -hmm. come, the most stuff I use comes originally from the sale realm like yeah. our fabrics that were developed for sale making and from companies that originally made sales only so is that the, the oh, very light thin things that they use to make modern sales just like a parachute wing mm -hmm. or is that the very thick things know. that they used to use in big boats in the 1800 canvas 
You mean? Well, it's yeah, like the very <laughs> proper solid thing that you can't just stitch by hand because you will bleed. I have used actual sailcloth from a sail, from an old sail that mm -hmm. was really, it had almost a papery kind of yeah. feel to it, but it was very stiff. And that was basically that what you said you couldn't, wouldn't have been able to stitch it by hand yeah. unless you wanted to cause yourself pain. But, but it's also not a very light fabric. It's, it is light in weight, but not light in, not super thin. It's lemon. Okay fabrics so you have various layers okay. the super thin and billowy fabrics are a special type of sail that only gets used occasionally but i'm not that into sailing so i don't know the specifics there <laughs> okay no problem yeah interesting but, uh, uh, red yeah do i remember correctly that we visited the twine work yeah by steve 2019 or something yeah probably yeah because like that was <clears throat> That part of the UK, Somerset and Dorset area, as far as I recall, that used to be the largest sail manufacturer in, yeah, yeah. in Europe. But they, they were also the most expensive ones. So when the British Navy bought their sails, they went to the Dutch because they were cheaper. Mm -hmm. But the story goes that the, the price difference mainly was that in Somerset, they were bleaching by the yarn and not by the cloth. So they would, because the bleaching is a kind of, rough process it can wear off or destroy the fabric or the twine itself they can then cut away the pieces that were unusable because they got too thin so you would end up with a stronger sail mm -hmm. which meant that when the british and the dutch later on was fighting and the british had dutch sails and the dutch had british sails a big storm come came and tore <laughs> all the sails of the british yeah which i found Beautifully ironic when they literally swap sales and one of them loses because they want to yeah. be cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that, that's a bonus fun fact. It's always good to have a bonus fun fact. But Jan, yes. you're back. Yes. How are you? Yes. Tired. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm good. Well, the the vacation was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I managed to read. Some book. We... Yeah, we don't care about the books. Tell, tell, tell us about the cocktails, the beaches, the food. The... <laughs> no, no, red, red. There were no beaches. beaches. Yeah, <laughs> what, what you said. It was phenomenal. We started out, well, we flew into Bangkok without any goal in mind or in like a final destination because we didn't know how the weather would turn out. It's the end of mm -hmm. the rainy season after all. So till a couple of days before we left, it looked like we we're going to head south because there were still heavy rains in the north. But the day we flew and arrived in Bangkok, it lit up in the northern part, like Chiang Mai area, and there were actually some thunderstorms going through in the south. So we looked at each other and said, okay, fine, we're going to head up north. So we directly got the, the connecting flight at the airport, and I went up to uh, Chiang Mai for about four days. Nice. And this time we managed to do all the things we weren't able to do the last time. So we took a day trip out to Chiang Rai to the White Temple and the Blue Temple, which is absolutely phenomenal. And you look at it and you think it's like that antique temple, but it's actually finished in, I think, 1994. Oh, okay. So it's younger than I am. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Oh. Don't lie about your age, Rasmus. <laughs> what is absolutely hilarious, though, is like you walk in there and you see that like it's beautifully drawn on the inside, and then they have those hidden details that they have inside the temple. 
So you have Michael Jackson dancing in there. You have a Star really? Trek. Uh, you have a Star Wars scene in there. You have oh. uh, different characters, Spider Man, somewhere in there. Yeah, like the artist <laughs> brought all of that shit in. Like you see it atom bomb i think going off somewhere in it mm. but it's like so small in that big rural like drawing mm. so if you uh google chiang mai or no chiang rai white temple and then drawings you will yeah. find like a lot of google heads showing the pictures of it so that's pretty trippy then we went to the blue temple which was actually a temple also like not that old but built on top of a very old temple until the 1990s they also had tigers roaming that area so they got rid of them like shortly, I think, before the 2000, because there were people, well, meeting tigers. So, yeah. yeah. And then from there on, I could keep it short. We enjoyed a couple of beautiful days there. And then we had the weather cleared up in the south and we headed down south. So went into the, the islands down there, like basically flew down, took a ferry over to Kopangan, spent beautiful days there, just hiking, exploring the island, doing snorkeling. A lot of snorkeling. Nice. And then from there, we went over to Kotao, like the even smaller island that's known for uh, diving. Hmm. We were thinking about maybe doing our diver's license over there. But unfortunately, no. Steph had uh, caught like a small cold. So hmm. snorkeling was fine, but she couldn't go deep to yeah. like do a full. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was still wonderful. And it's like you said, it's like white beaches palm trees you have coconuts swimming in the ocean you get a typical feeling beautiful yeah. weather we like basically didn't have any rain during the whole trip nice and it was just so relaxing sleeping in without alarm clock and not thinking about work just being away from everything and the people are wonderful and the weather was fantastic yeah no i'm and yet you're exhausted I now yeah oh the, the whole trip ended by going to bangkok and staying there for like the last two nights or like two days one night okay. what we basically did there was just uh, basic shopping and we wanted to be there for the flight back in time mm -hmm. but what we did is on the last day or the, the, not the day before we went into the green lung in bangkok which is if you look at bangkok at the map you see like yeah. a green yeah. dot in the middle of it okay and it's only one bridge connecting it and on, or you take a water taxi over and you got uh, plantains of coconuts and you got like green sanctuaries in there. So you're basically geographically in the middle of the city, but you're in the jungle. Okay. Nice. And it's That's absolutely true. tripping and wonderful and hot. Like usually you rent bikes to explore the green lung via bike because it's all small walkways and like swamps. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that. We walked <laughs> and that was a it's big mistake. Room. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're like really <laughs> smart. Okay. Narf. Did you avoid the stress fractures in your foot this time? Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I, I have to say yes because <laughs> I, I I switched insurance company. Okay. Never no, mind. no. I'm doing. I'm doing good. Like no, no, no big health issues this time. Yeah. Okay. And then I got back. Like we flew back. We arrived Sunday morning. And Monday morning, I packed up my stuff and drove up to Düsseldorf, where I've been at another exhibition for the whole week. This is why I have the gray background. It's the curtains of the hotel room. Yeah, I am very surprised, though. You you don't look like lobster, Jan. No, it's because true. I like uh, like a real pro. I burned myself in the beginning of the vacation, <laughs> and I'm already shedding. <laughs> no, nice. I'm, it's 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 not that bad. The the only it's thing completely red, is, but just on the back. 
Yes, the, uh, so like the, if, I don't know if you can see that. No, just kidding. <laughs> the, uh, what, what happened is like one day we, I actually got burned, Steph and I both, or even with yeah. sunscreen, like 50, because we did a trip around the island and to one of the waterfalls and we hit a, like a piece of, of the climb. There was nothing to protect from the sun, only coming from one side. So I don't know if you can see it, but one side is a little bit darker than the other one. No, not on the webcam. No. So, and this, this one gave, that, that was like a slight sunburn, but other than that, we were fine. So okay. nothing too bad. Yeah. But now I had a whole week to recuperate underneath the neon lights at the yay. trade show. So yay. Exactly. Yeah, the, the enthusiasm is like pouring off you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the fun thing is, it's like you're getting into the uh, plane in Bangkok with 37 degrees and getting out in Munich with 10. Oh, also, isn't it lovely? Right. Also, you, you asked for it. Well, I mean, the funny thing about it is like the temperature is not different than getting, getting out of the plane in Bangkok because of the AC Yeah. Uh, at the airport. So it feels the same, but the air is so much fresher. It's like that hit of oxygen you get when you get out in Germany. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, it's fresh, breathable air. <laughs> yeah. And then I was told that the day before it was like 30 degrees in Germany and it just dropped off. And then we drove back and in the evening it was like two and a half degrees. And it was, oh yeah, yeah. So still getting a little bit adjusted to it, but enough of that. How about you guys? How was your week? I, I, it's been good. Yes, it has been good. I just had to remember what I did this week for a second. <laughs> First sort of proper market of the autumn season was this weekend, which mm -hmm. didn't go as well as I hoped. I sold less than I did last year and even slightly less than I did two years ago. Okay. But I still made money, so it's not a bad thing. It's just like I was hoping for more, and they kind of fucked up the advertising because they never made a... So that's their fault, obviously. They, they, they never made an event on Facebook to share the, share, share the whole thing. What? Why? Because I'm old. Okay. <laughs> that pacified you quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, to think of something to come back at you with that, but, but no, I'm losing um, tonight. <laughs> and I, I gave them shit for it on, on the Saturday. So they actually managed to figure out how to do it by, by that evening and had it up later that day. Okay. But of, at that point, it is far too yeah, late to right. use that advertisement. Yeah. Uh -huh. Annoying, but that's how it goes. Still, I didn't lose money. And I mean, I, you always end up with some people that want to order things later on and all of that. So yeah. not terrible, just kind of annoying. And then just working this week, I've been bending some 50 by 20 mil flat bar yeah. to make a frame for a tombstone, gravestone. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is very nearly finished. I just needed to get some confirmation on like the finish and such from the client. And like they've been pestering me about like, when is it done? Can we get it soon? Because Frost is coming up north when it's going to put it. So <laughs> the guy need... died already. We need that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say it's like, don't take too much. Time. We're running out of time, literally. <laughs> I mean, it, it is for someone who is dead. I mean, they're not in a hurry anymore. Oh, so okay. you can't wait. Okay, that's yeah. fine. That but I'm, I'm surprised. Though. I've seen the video on Instagram. Sorry yeah. to interrupt, but I've seen the video on, the, uh, on Instagram, and that's very interesting to see you bend that big piece of metal. But I'm still surprised to see that, to hear that it's it's for the tombstone, or uh, yeah, is it the yeah. frame of the the hole where they will put put the uh, No. So, as far as I understood the customer, because they sent me some like napkin sketches uh, yeah. and the picture, and it's like they have an old tombstone that I think got put up when their dad died. Mm -hmm. 
but they haven't updated it for when their mom died. So okay. instead of replacing the old tombstone, which is kind of small, or replacing it after something bigger, they decided that will just have a steel frame around it that will have both of their names more clearly on it. Yeah, and okay. I was very hesitant about bending that kind of big bit of flat bar. Mm -hmm. But like thinking about it, realizing that I have almost two meters leverage on either side when yeah, I do the bending. Yeah. So and like I, with the with the ta welding table at the new workshop, it wasn't a big issue to sort of get enough mass to anchor it down to work against. Mm -hmm. But still, it went a lot smoother than I thought it would. Except, of course, when you're working with such big floppy liquid bits of steel, everything wants to move and warp on you. But mm -hmm. there's there's no light touch to it. Like I toss it over to on the welding table and I use a sledgehammer to straighten it and. It, it it worked. I, I got it really close to the measurements. I think I was off by five mil or something. No, so that's great. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then yesterday I got four pallets of grinders and even hit kilns delivered to the forge. Yes. Uh, this time you got all the parts for it? Yes. No, I got everything. And also... You have I, my address, right? Shut up. I mean, I do, but shut but... up. <laughs> <laughs> but... What I didn't think properly about is that I, because the price difference is so little, we're only stocking the biggest hardening ovens, which yeah. are 22 and a half inches. Outside the measurements are 75 centimeters. I think it's nearly 60 centimeters inside or something. I don't mm -hmm. care to do math things at the moment, but they're about. But that means like there's like two of those on one pallet on top of each other and they weigh 50 kilo each. I was like, yeah. okay, well, at this point, I should probably have that crane I talked about months ago. Yep. But then again, they were just 50 kilo and it had straps on it. So it's just like I picked them up to one end, like lean back and have them on my ties and just turn 90 degrees and just gently lower it into the shop and then push it. And a forklift. Still, a forklift don't get into the shop very easily. <laughs> I know I could a take a forklift through the wall, but my landlord would hate me. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. You have a forklift in the head. Yeah, what you do is you buy two skateboards, you load the pallet on top of them, you give them a light shove and watch mayhem unfold. Exactly. Uh, well, there's that. But yeah, so having six of those even hits into forge suddenly means that my forge is really tiny. Uh, the good part is two of them are sold already. I, I'll be having those. I, I need to see if I can actually get them picked up already tomorrow. But if not, it will be a bit of chaos in the shop for a little while. Okay, cool. So that's been my week, I think. I don't think there's been... Any, well, it's just all of the shenanigans of like when you get orders in and you need to update all of the spreadsheets and the website and all of it with correct numbers. And yeah. it is just really boring. Which is beautifully an important thing of doing things or doing silly things. That's the word. Yeah, that's the topic. See, I had I had a segue right, there right, right after Red Tassels. How this week was? No, no, it, it Res doesn't care. So no, no, no. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, go on. Go on. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I did nothing. No, nobody, nobody cares what the old people do. <laughs> no, you played Starfield. Your car broke. What else? Uh, you got a Japanese garden on your balcony now. At least what I saw. That was yeah. my last. Yeah, kind of yeah. thing I saw. Yeah, it's done. It's done, and I'm enjoying it every single day. But yeah, what did I do this week? I worked in the garage to finish the walls before painting them. I worked on the forge, finished the plans actually today. 
So I mean, mm -hmm. I made three versions of what would be the new forge, a small one, a, a bigger one, and a <laughs> freaking huge one. <laughs> and I like the last one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> just just to be able to see how much it would cost, like mm. material-wise. So I will decide on which one I, I build depending on the cost of the material. So that's basically my week. So nothing very important, nothing very interesting, just been doing what I've been doing the past few weeks, but like it's not finished yet. So there's really nothing to talk about. So yeah, segue topic, silly things. Yes. Define silly things, Raz, please. Well, when, when talking to Leo, I feel like silly things always revolves around googly eyes. <laughs> and it's just something I realized that the world just seems to be a better place if I constantly have googly eyes in my bag so that when I have that moment of inspiration, I can just stick them on something and then move on and just slowly look over my shoulder and see who notices and giggles. I, usually it's just me giggling, but anyway. Is I like googly eyes. I, I thought it was important to have fun. Yeah, it is important to have fun. Depends on how you have fun and, and when, probably, yep. also. Well, after the first Maker Central, I was running around with a lot of racist stickers with the fractal use only. <laughs> Shortly after, I discovered that not everybody shares our humor. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That uh, what, who told you off? I'm, I don't think you ever mentioned this before. Steph? I, I might have used, <laughs> no, I might have used him at work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're so asking for it. It's a Japanese company. They don't have humor. They don't, yeah. they don't at least not, yeah, not that's the same. not true. They have, they have humor. They just usually don't get sarcasm. Oh, no, they don't they know what sarcasm with, is. Exactly. So only the really? Japanese of my coworkers that stayed here for at least five years, they kind of learn it. Yeah. And then they come up to you and tell you, basically, you ruined them for life because nobody back in Japan gets it. Exactly. And now they're frustrated yeah. every single yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, yeah, there, there were some raised eyebrows when I placed a few of them at work. I mean, we have five, like we have five access CNC machines. <laughs> it's always good to have stickers. And, yeah, but in, in the workplace, it, it can be very strange to try and have a laugh with your coworkers because for exactly what we said, it's, it's not, we don't always share the same kind of humor and plus there's always the people who consider that the workplace should be just like the serious place and, and they are here to do serious things and just to like behave yeah, like adults, mm. which is kind of silly by yeah. definition. The wrong kind of silly. Yeah, the wrong kind of silly. But it's, it, I, I, I'm pleased and not pleased with your definition, Raz, because you, 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 you mentioned googly eyes and all that kind of stuff, which is like the good kind of silly <clears throat> but you were talking about what in life or when you also when you work when you are around people or that, like to keep this the child inside you alive yes yeah okay yes. I can, yeah. it is mostly that mm -hmm. okay that's partly that's... for the exact reasons you're saying because like it is so easy to be like stressed out and serious as an mm. adult quote unquote but remembering to actually be able to have fun and do things just for the fun of it, I, I think yeah, that's yeah. kind of important. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's it's and it's funny that you say that, Red, um, because I kind of thought about the same lines, um, Russ. When you mentioned that about it, like being silly, there's automatically like two things that came in mind. Uh, the one is, you know, how often when things are dire, 
you use mm. humor to get over yeah. it. So this is like, mm. and I think most adults go into the habit, or I'm not sure if it's right to say adult, but like the older you get, you kind of tend to go into that using it as a vent. To, to, and yeah, and then there's as a release. the other, as a release, yeah. And then there's the silly humor that's just for the heck of enjoying it. And yeah. I think this is actually the nice one. Yeah. Like this is the one where you're not, coping with a situation but you're embracing another situation like a funny situation with that leo what do you think yeah for me it's a lot of breaking the seriousness of life like not to have that super hard grasp on everything being super important everything being super serious but enjoying the little things that you see a face somewhere or see that something could be a face with the addition of googly eyes or mm the silly animal videos that you can just really laugh at and i don't know a friend of mine for example she likes to buy all the kids stuff like she has a lot of stuffies and a lot of colorful things that normally kids would enjoy buying mm. and she's like yeah i'm i'm i have adult money i enjoy this <laughs> this makes me happy i buy this now yeah that's, That's also great. kind of silliness, like yeah. And it's pretty yeah. new. I I've heard somewhere that it's it's only it's very recent that we we are kind of the first generation to do that. Like I think we is a, very broad. Yes, we we is broad. <laughs> yes, I think that we <laughs> biggest generation ever. <laughs> yes, but no, like like my parents never never spent money on silly stuff. Like it was, it was all serious. Like it was work and, and you make money and you make money for your family, for your house, for uh, the bills and stuff like that. But there was never an extra money that you could use to buy just useless, funny, silly stuff. We, again, as a generation, but it's like very, very bored. You're, you're right, Raz. Now we are using adult money from work to buy stuff that, we would have bought when we were kids. I couldn't because we had no money or those things were not invented yet. Or like figurines, like anime or uh, video game character figurines. I don't have many of them, but, but from time to time I buy one because it's just, just fun. It's, it, I like to see that kind of stuff. Having a collection of, of Japanese swords uh, is a silly thing. It doesn't mean anything, but makes me happy. So... In that sense, using your position as an adult to, quote unquote, reward the kid living inside you, mm. yourself, like when you were like, I don't know, 8, 10, 12, I think it's a great thing and it, it shouldn't be overlooked. And again, overlooked is a weird term, but... No, I think it works. No, but I what I mean by that is like, I, I, I bet people from different places with different kind of lives probably more difficult than the, the one we have wouldn't consider that having extra money spent into those silly things is a smart the move for your future or your happiness or whatever and and again older generation would be like yeah but my dad <laughs> when i was asking for a fluffy toy when i was a kid my dad was like <laughs> it just collects dust it's useless. So after a certain point, I was like, okay, it's, it, I, I don't ask because you will get answered. Yeah, it just collects dust and it, it doesn't 
they have any purpose but the mm. purpose was to make me myself happy yeah because i was having that kind of stuff and i would but, say that's a very important purpose yeah but again my in my parents generation it mm. was like it was it was it it was not something that you would do but when when were they born 1947 they are 76 yeah, so, this year i mean so they, they grew up during the rebuilding of france yeah 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 absolutely and at a completely different economic time than yeah yeah absolutely yeah i mean give it all the year and it might look very similar but Mm. i mean currently as you say like we have grew up in a time of a hell of a lot of surplus yeah and security and safety and that gives us also the opportunity of spending money on things that we don't technically need for sure but i would argue that probably your parents had plenty of silly things that they grew up with and they did and but they maybe didn't spend money on it. They made make it themselves, or someone made it for them, and it was gifts and things like that. According to my parents, my mother was very, very calm and like good girl, not doing anything. Like it was because my grandmother was strict as she was. Yeah, Me, yeah, I can say that. Yeah, and my dad was never home and doing everything crazy that he could do in his place where in the mountains and everywhere so yeah he had a a kind of a fun childhood even even Mm. though it was very difficult so he is the one that kept this silliness alive in the Mm. family i i believe even though it was like muffled for so many years but now when when my kid is around he's the one playing with him and and saying silly stuff and doing silly stuff so that that that's great yeah and also yeah. for the silly stuff you usually have your uncles or aunts yeah oh my yeah. aunt probably better than my uncles my my parents were basically the ones it's like yes you can stay with your uncle but be nice something like that and like coming in like the first thing he handed me is like a bottle of coke yeah and the um bb gun yeah it's like go on have fun <laughs> <laughs> and i'm talking about the one with the, the, the steel bullets Ooh, yeah, yes. the one that you had like pushed down, loaded, and then yeah, oh, it just went back. Oh, yeah, it's like, how old are you now? Eight years old, that's old <laughs> enough. Here's your gun, go <laughs> <Who> kill something. <laughs> exactly. It's oh, like, fucking hell, not don't shoot the dog. <laughs> yeah, not the dog. Can't shoot don't the tell cat. your parents. <laughs> no, nah, we, we didn't do that, but like, we just, I mean, we were just playing around with that. I mean, my brother was three years younger than I am. So he was five and I was eight and we were loaded like awesome to win the BB guns. <laughs> it's a good thing my parents don't listen to that podcast. It's a good thing my parents don't know all the silly stuff that I did when I was younger and what they were not watching because they, they, my mother would have died from a heart attack like 40 years ago. Yeah. But yeah. What did you do for fun when you were younger, Leo? We played a lot outside. I grew up on the edge of the town and there Mm -hmm. was a river or not a river, a creek directly across from our garden and then the forest. So we played a lot outside. And I think also my parents were more the silly ones from the family opposed to their siblings. And they always encouraged silly things. Well, a love for, for language and silliness in language and wordplay and like um, puns and stuff like that not so much puns but just how we use language we all i think our family is like the close 
my just my parents, my brother and I, if we are left on our own and someone watches us, we are probably quite weird from the outside. <laughs> just from how we talk to each other and what we say. Okay. Yeah, but we we played outside a lot and on the edge of the of the creek and in the creek and <laughs> walking in either direction of flow and then there was a tunnel where it fl flows through so at some point we started exploring that and how far we would get mm -hmm. and walking through there and all of this yeah that was was really cool would you say that the, this kind of childhood has had a big influence on on who you became who you are now and what you do in your his life i think it definitely was important because i was encouraged to do things myself my parents renovated a lot of their house on their own so i was in touch with like tools and making things from an early age my brother is three years younger than me and so i always i i had more of a connection to making building a little tree house or something than he did but he kind of watched me do and learned on his own and i think it was really important to be able to do this opposed to a friend i have now that grew up in hamburg like in a big city and didn't have these opportunities because they were surrounded by a city and maybe had a park or something and not like real yeah. nature to play in yeah generally speaking so. people don't like it when you build three houses in parks no, that doesn't work very well. Right, you, you did the same. You grew up in a wood and a mountain, basically, right? Yeah, to some de some degree. I mean, I I grew up in, very much in a scout family. Like we were yeah. out hiking and I think sleeping outside since I was very young. And <clears throat> on my part, like a third of the people who raised me was like, I, I mean, it, it's easy to say like. My parents, of course, raised me, but also a lot of my upbringing and child rearing was done first when I was doing karate and with by my sensei, mm. and then also in the scouts mm. and by the leaders we had there. And like, I had for a long time a really amazing scout leader who would like not encourage us to do stupid things, but just made sure that we did it safely. <laughs> so like, we, we would have like these deodorant spray bottles. Yeah. And toss them on the fire and see what happens. It's like sure. after, after a while, we realized <laughs> oh, after doing that four or five times, we realized like this thing creates shrapnel. That yeah. might be a bad idea. Let's stop mm. with that. And then we had like the really hard soda bottles. And if you manage to heat them up slowly, you can make the plastic very soft, but also make the air inside expand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then the competition was who can make the biggest cola bottle without having it pop. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of things like that happened. Oh, don't breathe in the fumes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean it's it's all hydrocarbons. It, it burns. It's probably fine. Yeah. Someone from my bike friend group here in Hamburg. It's it's like a bike punk group. Mm. They made a, a deodorant bottle flamethrower. Uh, we, like we, we did the that lever, too. Now we're talking. The mechanics of a of a bike brake, and then. There was a lighter. And, oh, and the... nice. Oh, like you would just yeah. shake up the whole can and just hold a lighter in front of it and just go. Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was an session. actual contraption. 
that wow. have the spray bottle. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I think I, I'll find a photo somewhere. Probably. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yeah. I mean, not to tell anyone how to do this because it's probably highly illegal, but we want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> or educational purposes. No, no, entertainment exactly. purposes. Entertainment purposes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe we can build one. <laughs> and we're going to put googly eyes on it. So it's just <laughs> friendly. <laughs> and it's friendly. Exactly. It's like the a fire breathing dragon. So you can do anything oh. if you put googly eyes on, on, on it at the end. It will make it friend and friendly. Okay. So on that, what, what's the silly things you do now? Just for the hell of it, Red. Since you're the oldest, it's the third time today that you mentioned my age, and I'm still I'm still saying nothing because I have no, <laughs> I'm so tired today. Because you're a better um, human than I am. <laughs> no, I'm just tired. What what silly thing do I do? Well, uh, again, it really depends on what you would qualify of silly things. What's um, your definition? Well, from from one point of view, playing Starfield for a few hours when I when I have ongoing project and I would be working, I should be working on something else mm. to make more money, would be considered as silly. But that's also something important to me to just just feel good in my head and in my life, just to have, have something to enjoy and look forward because the game is great and I'm 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 enjoying the adventure that I'm having playing it. Mm. But just doing yeah, silly stuff with the kiddo from time to time, being in the street. Be, I like being the <clears throat> serious dad that gives permission to my kid to to do something stupid. <laughs> you can do that. Like just, just being with a straight face. Uh, yeah, go chase that pigeon on the street because he, he likes <laughs> to do that. Or jump in puddles. Yeah, or... Or jump, yeah exactly. Yeah. That kind of stuff, giving that permission is living it's not living but it's kind of reliving your own childhood through your kids and that's really fun yeah because that's also allowing your kid to have good memories not only because he's doing the silly things but because he's doing the silly thing with his parents and when i was a kid so i'm i'm basically doing the opposite of what my mom told me not to do she was like, ah, you have to, you have brand new shoes. So don't, don't jump in the puddle and just don't play in the rain. You're going to get a cold and, and don't chase the, the pigeons because that's not nice. And that's animals. And yeah, but when they are bored, they, they fly away and that's fine. They're, you're not hurting anyone. So I give permission to do that. And, and most of the time I do it with him, which <laughs> is great. And we are playing video games and we are watching city stupid videos on youtube and well again as leo mentioned the 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 cats and dogs videos on instagram are great when we we, we spend 10 15 20 minutes every night before he goes to bed watching that because it's just fun just funny and it, and it's great to have this reminder that life is not only serious business and making money and paying bills kind of shit we and especially now we if you turn on the TV and, and look at the news, you just want to die because it's, it's like it's, everything seems hopeless. But no, just, just taking the time of unplugging, that's what I call mm. what I do when I do that, unplugging the brain and, and just having fun for the sake of it. And, and even though it's, it's not smart, even though it's not very interesting, even though in two months I will be probably bored by the stuff that I'm laughing, laughing at today, because trends and yeah. and 
how is it called the mindset that you are in that day can match or not match the video you're watching and mm. you, you see my point like yeah. just enjoying being a kid again my my last point would be having my son reminded me of that which is i think one of the greatest perks of having a child you remember when you were a kid you remember your own childhood you remember what you used to like and not like and and therefore you are you, you have two paths you have the choice of being what your parents were like don't do that you're gonna get a call don't don't talk that way or do your homework which is what you have to do most of the time mm -hmm. but you have also the choice from time to time to just be the opposite and say, yeah, fuck homework and let's just have fun and do, eat all the candies that we have in the house and prep for Halloween because that's almost there. So build a silly costume and put up decoration in the house of ghosts jumping up and down with a big noise of laughing monster to scare the neighbors, which is absolutely fantastic. So yeah, that kind of stuff is, is great. Just a small question. Would Aidens describe you or your wife as being the serious one? I think it it really depends on what what's going on at the moment. We kind of take turns. Okay, so, so you change who is the good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. have very, very much that that role of good cop, bad cop, but it really depends on the hour of the day and what's happening at, at mm. that time. At night what is just the time to go to bed i'm the good cop <laughs> he wants to do hey when he's tired he will sleep and my my wife is like no he has to sleep early because tomorrow is gonna be tired <laughs> yeah of course she's right absolutely but yeah. i'm i, I still I, don't want you <laughs> yeah I, I i remember what it was for me to go to bed very early how boring it was and how jealous i was towards grown up to be able to stay up late. And that's also probably one of the causes of my insomnia and, and inability to go to bed early. So I know it's not good, but mm -hmm. yeah, you have, <laughs> when, when the kid has spent eight hours during the day at school, working properly, listening, seated. Do you remember what it was to be seated in a classroom for eight hours listening to an old woman saying stuff about life that you already know it's nearly dramatic yeah yeah it, it was horrible like really horrible it was I, I started to enjoy school when i was in in high school because different topics but everything before that it was like yeah but i know all that shit so what's the point so after that you have to like let go a little bit of steam and just enjoy life and and my kid is a good reminder of of me letting him having those moments and also having those moments for myself hope it answers the question yes i think so leo <laughs> we talk often about google eyes how yeah. good are you about google eyes what other shenanigans do you get up to Spreading googly eyes, I think that you're the master, and I'm definitely <laughs> not, not very good at that. I'm more, I'm better at uh, spotting them, yeah. yeah, seeing them places and being happy about them. And I actually even I got my dad to get himself a kit of googly eyes, and now he oh. carries them with him everywhere. <laughs> when he got oh, them in fantastic. the mail, I was, I was visiting, and I put mm. a 
set of googly eyes on the dishwasher and we we were both speculating how long it would take my mom to notice that the dishwasher <laughs> was looking at her because my dad wasn't wasn't completely sure she kind of she definitely appreciates these things but she was he wasn't very sure if she would appreciate the dishwasher looking at her but she, <laughs> the same thing with the kid on the on the trash because it's a tra opening like up yeah. and down trash so yeah. we put big googly eyes on top of it my wife it took three days to my wife to notice <laughs> and oh my god days. yeah we have them on the soda stream mm. like i, I yeah. put some on the soda stream and once you like like the soda starts bubbling like the ice start jumping up and down <laughs> so that breaks me giggle every single time and also Great. when i got the vacuum robots i put googly eyes on them without yeah. telling steph and when she saw it she was just jumping up and down and excited <laughs> i actually saw someone leo did you send me the, that on instagram or something someone who had made a, a ghost costume for the rumba so it oh, looked like funny. a ghost that was walking around me. with a sheet it sounds nice yeah, yeah i've, yeah, I've definitely seen that cool. but i don't know if i said it here okay anyway um, we, yeah. need, we need more of those like when I watch Instagram videos with my with my kid, I'm always like, we need to do that. We need to try that. And it's, we don't have the time. Like, honestly, we don't have the time during the day to take like one hour or two. If it's not uh, um, summer vacation or vacation from, from school, we don't take the time to do that kind of, of silly stuff. It doesn't have so... to take long. No, no, no. My point exactly. But during the day, we are so busy and mm. like, I don't want to impose anything to the kid after school. For at least one hour, he's free to do whatever he wants because he has to just relax a little bit. Because socially, it's very intense to be in a classroom yeah. with 30 kids, all the noise and stuff, plus the, the work that he has to do. So for one hour, I, I, I just let him rest and do whatever he wants. He can be to like on his bike or playing video games or just resting or reading a book or whatever. That's fine. And then homework. And then dinner and then a shower and then bed so it it we really I don't have time but watching those videos is a good reminder of when we have a, a moment to try those things so hmm. yeah he's on vacation like tomorrow evening if i am for two weeks again so we would probably take the time to do some those kind of stuff again for halloween because it's almost take him shop keep shopping and just give him a handful of cool guys they did it. that yesterday with my wife. <laughs> oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. I was going to say, like, you could be the strict one saying, I don't want to see any googly eyes in your pockets when we finish shopping. <laughs> Given the time pressure, <laughs> just having to stick them everywhere. <laughs> you know what the next level of that is? Glow in the dark stickers. Oh. Once, like, they don't have any prints that are just, like, in the in the shape and just glow in the dark. Because usually you don't really see them in daylight if you're hot. Yeah, yeah. But wait for it to get dark. That's a nice idea. I like That's that. That's fun. Yeah. I wonder if my sticker supplier has those. I need to... So, hold on a second. I'm, I'm just Googling. I'm sure he has. Yeah. The sticker like supplier that. I just ordered from has glow-in-the-dark stickers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's pretty common now. Yeah. Just have to make the shape. Uh, I remember I was uh, a few years back. I was at a party and someone had a bag of really tiny googly eyes to stick into faces of someone, like as part of their makeup. And I had stuck some right next to my eyes, and I went to sleep with them, and they were still in my face when I woke up. And I just stuck them on the wall next to my bed. 
and they stayed there for the remaining two years. I lived there, nice. and I lived there when I moved out. <laughs> nice. Nice. It was this this really tiny. There were like three millimeters or something. Like really, really tiny eyes mm. just sat there on the wall looking at me. <laughs> That's great. What? Yeah. yeah. And that's a good idea for a Christmas present to a, to a friend or family. Just buy a big bag of googly eyes and give them away to your family and just just have fun now. Enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be really good. But also, like, what's What's a substitute for putting Google Glass on things? Removing stuff. Oh, it's like, I'm not talking about stealing, but what makes me... You're sure? Well, yeah, what <laughs> makes me giggle every single time, we still, like, in Esslingen, have a lot of, like, the ca cafes and stuff like that, and they basically make the menu with chalk, yeah. and there's nothing better than, like, sometimes you just have to erase one letter change the meaning of a complete menu so, and that's exactly my kind of humor this is like Steph already started rolling her eyes when she sees me like slowly like oh what what are you looking at oh no no please stop and i'm already like walking towards you yep so there is the french version of it which is going everywhere with a whiteboard black marker like mm -hmm. the one that you can easily erase my hand. Exactly. And just add, and add a layer to yes. whatever. <laughs> yeah, because uh, in French that also can be yeah. absolutely can be very fun. As fantastic. Well. <laughs> yeah. But I love pawns. Like I love play on words. I love everything that goes to like my wife tells me that I'm basically a walking dad joke. Uh, yeah. So it doesn't Except matter how bad it is if it rhymes or if I can get a, a sounds like right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, this, this is something that makes me giggle and makes me laugh, yeah. like finding that in every situation. So for like short-term fix, yes, I love like sending memes to friends, just like going back and forward with that. Mm. But yeah, I, I really enjoy or play on words or mm. like I said, and what really like the, the highest level of that is basically walking around erasing letters. <laughs> But adding that is actually a good idea. I have to get just a piece of yeah, chalk get, get to carry one. with yeah. yeah, do that because it's it's also very funny. Quick question to the three of you. There is there is few different kind of humors of mm -hmm. humor. Sorry. One is is about language, one is about like googly eyes. It it can be uh, seen as one sort of humor, very specific one. The basic mm -hmm. one is the based on situation. Like the 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 cream pie thing that we have been used in cinema for so many years. It is this very serious guy hit mm. by uh, a cream pie and everybody laugh, or someone tripping or slipping on a, a banana peel or whatever. That's the very basic first kind okay, of okay, yeah. used in psychology, you know, cinema, mm. or literature. Are you sensible to that kind of stuff or not at all? Not at all. I do not enjoy slapstick humor, like people tripping, people falling, people hurting themselves. It's just like, I find nothing funny about it. Yeah. Now other people's pain isn't necessarily funny, but I can really enjoy the irony of a situation. Okay. Like if someone is dying laughing because someone else slipped on the ice and they immediately slip on the, on the ice, yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. The first people, per, first person getting hurt, that's not fun. Yeah. It could be entertaining, especially if they like fall and they slide on their arse down a big hill or something. That could be entertaining, but not necessarily like laughing out loud. Hilarious. Yeah. Leo? I think 
it's like when, when a kid, for example, does something very stupid and that not not hurts themselves, but that mm -hmm. is that can be super funny. Like yeah. especially when 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 the accompanying adult gets unnecessarily angry about it. That's yeah. something I can laugh about, but not so much like when someone hurts themselves. That's I've I've <laughs> always had the sense that I often don't understand what other people might count as humorous or funny and a lot of times like just sat there and like what are these people even laughing about i just don't understand the yeah. joke and, I, and then in that context we when i was studying fashion design or there was one course with a title of humor and mm -hmm. everyone had to work on what something that they found humorous and the title of my collection was i don't think you're being funny it was really really bright and summery and all, every outfit had a little play figure as a as a necklace like tiny yeah. little dinosaurs and and a, and an octopus and yeah. i'm asking the question because it, it again that's the first kind of humor that's been used in cinema when it was like mm. no sound nobody was talking just a, a yeah. piano melody no, nothing could be explained so humor based on language was was impossible so it was all about tripping falling cream pie and all that kind of stuff and now society has evolved in a way that it's it's not funny anymore because we tend to consider the pain that it's causing to someone physical pain or emotional pain mm -hmm. to the person that was like kind of victim of the situation which is kind of interesting i think and proves that the kind of humor we are now more sensible to is probably on both sides of this kind of situation silliness humor thing so either it's more a little bit more intellectual like puns and play on words and and irony and sarcasm and stuff or it's the same one but very on the dark side of humor like not a guy sleeping on a banana, banana peel but a very old lady sliding on a banana peel and dying immediately like that that's the the, the kind of humor that is also developed in, in cinema, actually. But yeah, I know that, that, that was just a question to you, though. Yeah. How have you noticed that your son's humor has changed as he's growing up? The way he, he laughs at things is very, very loud when he laughs now. And also, so it, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. We, and I also mean, like, what's the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes him? I'm, I'm, I'm going to that. It, it's a very good mm. thing because it's it proves that he is not shy about what he's laughing at. He doesn't, doesn't have to hide mm. it. Like most of the adults do when they are laughing, they are not laughing, like, just letting, letting everything go and, and everything lose and just enjoying the very moment. So that's a great thing to see about a kid. I, to, to answer your question, Russ, I, I'm not sure actually what, what he, because he's been enjoying the same kind of stuff that he's always been enjoying so far. Like he started laughing very young, like two, three years old when he was reading books or seeing animes or, or movies. And I believe he's still laughing at the same thing. But recently, probably a little bit more towards 
mean things done to other people yeah. not in a bad way like yeah, being like literally mm. mean but when he's playing video games like Fortnite or stuff like that if if he's someone has a stupid death because he's falling from yeah. the character is falling from a high building that would make him laugh more than a few years ago so the situation the, the this situation humor is still very very present in in mm. his sense of humor but mm. it's only nine and a half so it doesn't doesn't have to consider the feelings of other people, of the pain of other people. That's an adult business. So it's just like entering the thing. And that, that's where he's learning. He, he would never laugh to someone dying in real life. But as long as it's a, a video game character, he, you can laugh at someone because he sucks at video game. That, that's fine. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. How, that's a good question, actually, how it, it, it's evolving. I will, I will keep an eye on him because it's, it's mm. interesting to see that. Yeah. I just seem to recall a little bit with my brothers and I sort of how as we grew up like just just on sort of how we were spaced apart like mm. we would find different parts of for example Shrek funny mm. like Shrek is an amazing example because it has so many levels of jokes that like if you don't get like this most one, Pixar movies yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I think well but it's DreamWorks exactly Mm-hmm. Shrek is special. <laughs> but like Shrek did this really well because it had jokes for parents, it had jokes for the kids. And if you didn't get the one, then you would get the other that was coming yeah. really soon. And they were like they were setting up jokes and like having payoffs all the time through the entire movie. And at the because... same time, the scene there would be scenes and parents and children laughing at the same time, but for yeah. two yeah. completely different reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That what makes it so genius. Yeah. Mm. First degree, second, second degree humor and references. I think yeah. that's the, the uh, three steps of m- the way my sense of humor evolved. That first degree is like the the funny joke because Frank is eating disgusting stuff. That mm. that what kids laugh at. Then you have the second um, layer, a little bit deeper. As an adult, I think I'm more into references because it's most most subtle. So if you you need mm. to have some kind of culture, pop culture, to understand what what's been said and say, oh yeah, I get it, and and that what tickles my brain is like, yeah, I'm enjoying that because I got it. So would you say that reference humor is bigger on the inside? Totally, When you when you came up with the topic tonight, the first thing that I got in mind was this quote of Doctor Who, which is, "Oh, they are silly." Do you remember that episode with the the snowman, no. this little kid with with alone, playing in the snow, and other kids are. It's uh, season five. episode the the very beginning five five or six it's eleventh doctor with matt smith oh this, sure. this... i should remember that but no i don't yeah it's about the snowman it, it, it's great and mm. it is yeah they are silly and this kid is slowly getting crazy because yeah. he thinks that the snowman is talking to him because yeah. because he doesn't want to play with the other kid and the, the other kids don't want to play with him and yeah, I think it's the silly in a bad sense. So I was like, yeah, it's it's funny how silliness or being silly can be seen in a very good way, but also in a very bad way from people who don't want to be silly or just have fun. 
I'm too serious for them. I'm too good for them. So I don't want to mix with them. I don't want to have fun with them. So I'm, I'm just going to stay alone. And the guy fuck, ends up fucking crazy. So hmm. just be silly. Have fun. That's yeah. Buy googly eyes. That's hmm. something to focus on. Absolutely. Are you proud of me, Jan? I'm. I gotten rusty. I've been away for too long. <laughs> I can already tell. Go for it, Jan. Yes. If you have something. Or oh, oh yeah. Why does somebody else goes first? Because I actually have to look it up. <laughs> okay. Leo. Leo. I have actually have two videos that kind of fit into the topic because Perfect. they make me very happy. They're by an artist illustrator named Tutti McNutty and the videos are called Life of a Frog and Life of a Todd. And it's very important that the frog is not written like F-R-O-G, but P with a P-H. And a frog mainly consists out of happiness and the cartoon videos that describe how this frog works and how they live and how they communicate. It's very, very cute and it makes me really happy. And the other one is about toads and like it's written like T-O-D, the life of a toad and how, how the toad is different from the frog. And <laughs> yeah, the frogs apparently do do dance battles when they want to find a partner and who are interested in the same one. You so they do a dance battle. Too? Yeah, yeah, I sent you this. Yeah. Makes me very happy. Hmm, nice. I get that. <laughs> I found mine. Yeah, go for it. Um, it's actually on Instagram, and you guys already seen it. Uh, it's called the uh, Game Changer Show. Oron, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. Trump. Yeah. And I got that sent today, and I started laughing so hard. Like during the exhibition, <laughs> I actually had to leave the booth and go outside. And I had to watch the whole thing. And yeah, just because I was talking about being silly, it shouldn't be that funny because it's. A little bit too close to what's yeah. actually happening right now mm. but i didn't care it was hilarious i almost laughed till tears came and the best thing about it is then i sent like a forwarded to a few people like steph for example and she wrote back and she's like she i just started laughing at the bus like people were looking at me strange <laughs> so i highly recommended uh game changer show and it's and it's the only video i've seen from them so i don't know how their other stuff is but mm -hmm. Sauron, but it's Trump. Phenomenal. That's a good one. I'm leaving the link to that video specifically. Yeah. Thank because you. Because I'm a wizard today. Also, I, <laughs> as you sent it to me, I also cracked up completely and sent it to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> Raz, your turn. A very, very creepy book. House mm -hmm. of Leaves. I finished mm -hmm. a couple of days ago. And that's, that's a fucking weird book. Okay. I like reading and I'm not really a big fan of like scary stuff. Mm -hmm. But House of Leaves is it's something that only works in written form. Okay. For a very specific reason. And that is very simplified. The story is about a house that is not haunted per se, but it changes. Meaning suddenly the family who just moved in realized there's an extra room. The, the internal dimensions of the house suddenly becomes bigger than the external dimensions of the house. Yeah. And then a corridor appears and they start to explore it and they spend weeks basically inside of this house walking, entering rooms and being stalked by something. 
And as you are reading this book, the characters themselves also sort of mentally deteriorate a fair bit. Mm -hmm. And as they do, and as the house changes, the words and the way things are written on the page changes. So every once in a while, there might just be a single word on one page. Then it might be just a small paragraph down in one corner at an angle. Mm -hmm. Then you might have to turn the books upside down to keep reading. No, I like that. And so on and so forth. So like, it is so much more than just a book. Yeah. And the story is so much more than just a story about this creepy house. But it is something that only works in written form because yeah. the author is pacing you, the reader, by how much he puts on a single page. And also every once in a while, and half the story is told in footnotes. And another part of the story is only told in the appendixes at the back. So it, it, I, I spent, I finished the book and I had to just sit and live with it for a day. Yeah. And then I went on YouTube and tried to figure out what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> and tried to have someone explain it to me because there's, there's a lot going on in this book. But, See, but I'm kind of jealous because well, actually you're doing it right. You're talking about a book after it's, after you finished reading it. Yeah. Because yeah. the last yeah. time I really talked about a book, I mean... Just the other day, I was told again, did you know that a, a snow owl only gets about seven books old? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Harry Potter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we agree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yes. It, you, it, I, I have learned from your misery. I only talk. Also, I find it's kind of better to just, I really like this thing, but I have like an episode or two left, or I have a few chapters left, or I'm only halfway. It's like, no, mm. I... I consume enough content. I can keep this in the back burner until I'm actually done with it and yeah. avoid the mystery Jan caused upon himself. Yes, it was self-inflicted. <laughs> we had nothing yeah. to do with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually reading like a whole series of book right now and I'm not going to tell shit about <laughs> yeah. it. Because I'm just that I'm done with most of the books doesn't mean that somebody can ruin it for me within the last two books. Mm. The same thing with movies. Never say that you're going to watch a movie. You only say that you've watched a movie. Otherwise, you'd get spoiled. Oh, you would be proud of me, Red, though. I watched I so many. I know I watched so many movies. Cool. I watched, I think, four movies on the way to Bangkok. And That's great. Only Which ones? two on the way back. I watched John Wick. Four? Three and four. Okay. And I watched the Super Mario movie, okay. which is actually incredible. Like that one's also, if like you want to watch something silly, that one was good. And I watched. What was the other one? The Rock, DC, Black Adam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Much more than yeah. <laughs> more, yeah. For this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's great. Yeah. And then I think on the watch way back, it called Rampage with The Rock. Yeah. Which was just overall big, a fun movie. Big, gorilla. Big, big gorilla. Yeah, it was a fun one. That one is what was kind yeah. of fun. I mean, The Rock okay. isn't a very good actor, but he's a very fun actor. Yeah, I can. I think you can agree on that. Apart from Black Adam, which was complete shit. But anyway, mine, as you're yes, asking, your mine is an account called Mary in the Fairyland. We've talked about silly things for an hour, like it's the funny things. I would consider that as the silly things because it's completely useless. It's completely unnecessary, but yet it's full of poetry 
And it's absolutely necessary that we have someone in the world doing what this person is doing, which is creating small houses for fairies and mm. installing them in the forest somewhere. It's it's beautiful. It's so well made. Most of the time, uh, I think it's a guy doing that. is showing up all the process of creating the house and then installing it in the forest. And there is always lights and stuff. And it's absolutely fantastic. I'm in love with this account. That's mm. one of the so things that I've told my kids. We should absolutely do that. And he was like, yeah, we should. So um, that's probably something we're going to do during his holidays, his vacation. Because we have so many forests and, and mountain around us that it would be very easy to find a spot to install those. So yeah, Mary in the Fairyland, full of poetry and romance and beautiful little stuff for fairies in forest. So give I support that. of that, please. Yeah, We're, so every single park needs more fairy houses. in the Absolutely. Uh, Any last little tidly bits? Yeah, S season two of Loki is out. Go watch Ooh, it. Oh, right. Yes. And I then watch when, the first one. Uh, go watch it. Yeah, yeah go watch that too. Go, go watch the first one. Watch the second one. And when you we've all watched everything, we'll talk about it. Because, yes, that's homework for you, Jan. Yeah, uh, sorry. yeah no. I, I like <laughs> sleep. And I have a few good books. Oh, well. Maybe just me and Red then will do a Marvel Cinematic Spoiler Cast thing. Absolutely. Next time Jan is in Thailand, we have we have two or three weeks to... Which to will be sooner than... <laughs> yeah, we know, we know, we know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's it. Leo, where can good people find some of you? No, do some friendly stalking. That's the usual one. If they want to find just me, they can look at Instagram at Grundfunkel, and if they want to find my work, then they were, could look at Funkelgrund, which is also linked in my other. And I'm very aware that non-German-speaking people have difficulties that word that I made up. Yeah, oh, you too, just like Raz, then making up words I, <laughs> since. But I, but I made made this word up, and it's me and. You can only find me with it, so I'm keeping it. That's great. Andy. That's Andy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you so much for being on. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. I hope it was appropriately silly. Absolutely. If not, we'll have to and take it up the Ministry of Silly Podcasts or something. And if you want to get a hold of us collectively, you can do that at Two Thirds Focus on any of the mostly social places, including Two Thirds Focus on Patreon, if you want, like, sneak peeks of things that might be happening coming soon and you can find me at rasmus lewin and lewinsmead.no including grinders and even hit kilns now <laughs> you can find me at redsmith or the redsmith everywhere on the internet and more specifically at the redsmith.com and you can find me at nerd vendor orion maxwell <laughs> and on some of the social media excellent Tom. yes Good. thank you leo thank you leo have a good leo, week it was great having you <laughs>